When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So normally I start the podcast by saying good morning, but it is five o'clock at night on Monday. Happy Juneteenth. June 19th uh, is the date. And I just got back from my cruise. By the way, Virgin Cruises, kudos. Um, I was crazy impressed with how good um, Virgin Cruises was. And, and, and yeah, I was given a little um, upgrade um, because of who I was traveling with. But uh, overall, uh, if you're looking to book a Virgin Cruise, uh, even the standard stuff, you get five-star meals. Um, They never nickel and dime you. It's crazy that everything's included. Um, I don't just full, I don't drink alcohol. um, So I'm a Pepsi and uh, mostly water guy. Uh, but I, I think there are alcohol packages where if you like put 350 or $300 into your aqua alcohol for the, um, the, the cruise, I think they give you like a hundred dollars or something like that, but there are alcohol packages and, and, you know, again, their, their drinks aren't crazy. I think it's like, it's a typical nightclub kind of drink, like seven, eight, nine dollars. Um, the people I was traveling with did drink and nobody complained about the drink prices whatsoever. Uh, they ordered them with every meal, so everything was good. I mean, and and, and again, it was great um, just to kind of be on a cruise. Uh, full disclosure, I think we docked in Key West. I didn't leave the ship. Um, uh, but one other thing I really liked about Virgin was the track. And I this was my first cruise, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I was highly, highly shocked that... Uh, essentially what you buy um is the price so for like i think the the cruise that i went on i think it would have cost like $500 per person for a basic room we got an upgraded room um i got upgraded rockstar status which i guess was a big deal um i don't know too much about this stuff i i just know hey i went on a cruise um it was incredibly cheap for me um and, and i was happy it was a vacation, but, um, one of the passengers on the cruise actually, and I will not release his name, but, um, uh, is a, an economist for the world bank and scared the crap out of me to be honest. But, um, essentially there were two things, uh, oil and food, uh, oil, you know, listen, at, at the end of the day, uh, he, he's very conservative in his investments, by the way, he's not. Uh, he would blow th- th- this podcast would blow his mind as to some of the investments that I've invested in. Um, he wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So um, take that with it. every economist that I know is exactly like that, by the way. Um, my theory on it is that they know too much and it scares them. Um, th- those of us that actually trade may not know enough to actually be scared or we've seen some success. And we know what we can do and we know, you know, again, having a system, and I've talked about this, is making sure that you have a system in place. 
Um, I have my algorithm, uh, even though I don't listen to it a lot. You guys know that. Uh, but again, having a system and stuff. But the, the two things that we talked about, um, and again, the, the, the entire cruise was not this discussion. Uh, just so you know, in my personal life, um, I will geek out and talk about stocks anytime with any person. And I will absolutely go overboard with geeking out about stuff, um, trying to learn. Uh, I even talk to people in stores. And then, you know, I talk about going to Macy's and going to the Apple store prior to leaving. Um, so those types of things I, I absolutely do. But when I'm on vacation, I'm not talking 100% about um, what, you know, stocks and blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was a great conversation. And, and again, oil. Um, he kind of agreed, no brainer, uh, oil prices will stay high. Um, he did bring up a good point. And, and again, he, he, he was very kind of, uh, reserved about it, but, um, at, there are certain prices where people stop buying oil. So even the oil producers who are driving these prices up by not necessarily drilling, um, as quickly as they could, um, just because they've gotten burned in the past, but. They don't want to see prices go up either because they're, again, supply and demand, economics 101. There is a point where that demand starts to actually decline based on the price. You may be there now. So um, UCO, people who have invested in UCO, watch it. Um, in fact, I'm going to pull up Active Trader Pro, even though today's not a trading day. And if you're listening and you don't want to hear about overall economies and overall trading strategy, Tune out. You don't need to listen anymore. I'm not going to get into specific trades. I will do that on tomorrow's podcast when I do it in the morning. I just wanted to hop on here because I have been taking a lot of vacation lately. Well, I did work a week. Um, so get off my back. That's what I say. Um, but I, I did get some questions about UCO. Uh, I got a ton of questions about where I was at because um, I've been doing sp sporadic podcasts. Um, which, by the way, thank you for listening um, and continuing to listen. And thank you for messaging me about listening. Um, but uh, this one, UCO, I'm pulling up UCO on uh, the Active Trader Pro. I can look at it in TrendSpider, and I will do that. But UCO has been kind of on a nosedive, 52-week um, high just on the 8th of June, $55. Again, that's a 52-week freaking high on the 8th of June. That was what, 12 days ago? You're at 45 right now. Um, let's see what the algorithm says on TrendSpider. And forgive me, but I didn't log in completely to TrendSpider, so you're listening, kind of go over. Okay, I was on FedEx, I guess, the last time I was on here. But UCO, let's take a look at this one. Let's run the algorithm. You would be out, out as of Friday afternoon at 46.21. Just recognize the RSI is at 33. Um, UCO, by the way, uh, the performance of this one, the algorithm gets you 121%. The um, buying and holding for 1,000 candles gets you 493%. So significantly less using the algorithm. But remember, we are in a market where this algorithm was built to work. This thing's going to lose you less on the way down. Oh, and that's the other thing that The Economist kind of told me. Um, so much for a good economy. It, we're not at the bottom. Uh, you know, I, I kind of went over it, I think, um, before I left on Tuesday. 
Um, we smashed through the 3,800 to 4,200. I said that we had trading um, range on SPY. Um, let's look at SPY. Uh, we crashed through it. I think now the 3,400 to 3,600 is a range that I would say we're, we're probably looking at. Um, and with SPY, that just take off the last two zeros or, you know, one zero. You're at three, probably 340 to 360. You closed at 365. Um, I, I, I briefly looked at uh, futures and they were up. Um, but I don't know if those are kind of actual futures or if they're just fake. Again, you know, even looking at some trend spider stuff, they look like they're down. Um, but you, you're, you know, you're on spy. Your RSI is at 24, uh, and that's a remember that's a four hour chart. If I switch to daily, um, you've seen the the RSI is at 31. At some point, this becomes an oversold market, and I think that happens when we hit 3400, not 3600. We're at 365 on spy. Um, that's my take. But two things that I really wanted to talk about was oil and, and food. And I've talked about this one before. And some of the um, the fertilizers that we've talked about on here, I'm going to pull up my notes. Honest to God, I forgot the fertilizers we talked about. Um, scroll all the way down. I have to make these notes a little smaller at some point. I have Mosaic is one. Uh, MOS, uh, MOS Mosaic Company. Uh, this one has been just a falling knife, by the way. You would be out of this one. Algorithm doesn't have you in, but I do have to say, let's make this. One. Yeah, you'd be out. I think you're gonna get one or two candles before you can actually get back in on this one. Um, you're 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 at fifty. Uh, this one, fifty-two week high, looks like it's. Um, about 76, uh, if I go to Finviz and I look up Mosaic, um, Mosaic company forward PE is 4.72, um, 10 dividend stock picks. Wow. I was on the 17th for Motley Fool. If you go to Finviz and just look at the, the top one, um, the Mosaic company is the top one dividend yield as of June 16th is 1.17. I don't consider that a good dividend yield. You look at some of the others, um, like for instance, uh, let's see, what do I have? Um, MPLX, I love MPLX. It's energy. Uh, look at Devon. Devon's like 7% dividend. Uh, I don't consider uh, Mosaic to be a fantastic dividend stock to put in your portfolio, but um, that's what the top article has. Their forward PE, by the way, is 4.72. And I believe that that's a, uh, um, blow that one up. Um, looking for my other fertilizers, but essentially the economist told me, Hey, um, they are significantly worried about the food shortage and it's real. Um, they believe that if we do head into a food shortage this year, it will take two to four years to actually recover. That means your food, um, your food, processed foods, Hormel um, comes to mind. I'd have to do a little bit of research into getting some of, some of these names. Um, 
you could probably Google them just like I do. Uh, but some of those companies, Campbell's Soup, um, the, the, the theory on this one is Americans will not have a food shortage. It will be a price issue, meaning that because uh, Campbell's, Hormel, or some other you know, food conglomerate um, that can sell food overseas at a higher price, they're going to do that. Um, you know, to, to, to try and raise the price up and then it's going to cost Americans more. So who's ever willing to pay more and FYI, Americans are always freaking willing to pay more. Um, you know, this cruise was a good example. I think I gained 10 pounds on the cruise. Don't hate, but, um, I like it. You know, again, we kind of go over Devon, uh, for energy, you know, the two things that, that, I took away from our discussion was energy's not over. Uh, it may be at its peak, but it's not over. Um, and um, uh, food. So those are the two kind of issues that I took away from that discussion. Um, so I'm still big on energy. I still have hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in energy. Still holding on to my, um, my Devon, um, my Oxy, which by the way, Oxy got killed. Let me look at um. Let me look at Devin and Oxy. Ooh, Oxy looks bad. Wow, the Oxy got you out, and I should have gotten out. Ugh, I was on my cruise June tenth. Um, ooh, I wasn't on my cruise. Why didn't I freaking get out of this one? Ugh, it got me out with a ten percent gain. Um, on June tenth, the algorithm did, and I've ridden it all the way down. So rather than sell at sixty six, we're at fifty five. Great price for this one. Let's look at some of the, the forward PE. Um, Occidental Petroleum. Forward PE is 6.77. Dividend yield is 0.93. You know, Buffett pushed this one up. Going to have a great quarter. You're going to see this one go back to 65, 66. Um, let's look at Devon. Am I out of Devon? Um, Devin, yeah, June 13th out with a 10% gain. Am I losing money now? Devin too. Um, Devin energy. No, I'm still up 2% on that one, but rode that one 20%. Buy it. It's under 60 again. Remember what I said, Devin energy under 60, buy it all freaking day long. They're going to be, uh, posting record profits. Probably the reason these two went down is because um, there's a, uh, a war on energy right now from the government um, not wanting them to make money. Guess that's what they're saying. Um, they don't want, you know, again, energy is, is a, global, uh, a global commodity. So it's not just Americans that they're quote unquote taking advantage of. This is, you know, the world is addicted to oil. Addicted to energy. So, um, oh, economist also, if you guys don't know about I-bonds, Google I-bonds. You can buy $10,000 per person per year. It's like a nine point something percent um, thing. If you have $10,000 sitting around, even even $1,000 sitting around, do not put all your money into an I-bond thinking, oh, I can sell it in a year because the, the payoff is a year. Absolutely not. If you sell that within five years, um, uh, the, the bond, well, it's paid out after a year. If you sell it within five years, there's penalties on your taxes. So you will not get the nine, 10% gain, whatever it's paying, but you can buy an I bond, uh, one per year. 
and buy it this quarter because it's nine point something is the inflation rate. I can't imagine that inflation stays this high. Um, you know, again, part of last week's weakness was the, the Fed said, we're going to kill inflation no matter the cost. Uh, the Volcker rule is in play. They're going to kill the economy. So, um, again, macroeconomics, the market is not done going down. Uh, for trading, your trading portfolio, that is an opportunity. And I wanted to talk to you about the 40-40-20 um, uh, portfolio that I always talked about. Um, for longtime podcast listeners, they'll know um, my portfolio is split up 40%. I don't touch. 40%, I trade within six months to a year, um, taking profits, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then 20%, I trade. I could hold it for a day, could hold it for a week, could hold it for a month. Doesn't matter. That's my trade. Um, but it's usually shorter than six months. So that's the way I've set up my portfolio. With the economist telling me that things aren't going to get better, I'm going to shrink that 40% of long-term holds. What I'm going to do is reevaluate my portfolio. I'm going to take some, um, and I'll give you an example. DraftKings. Do I think DraftKings is, is going to get back to 41 where I bought it? Nope. I'll take that six $7,000 that I lost on DraftKings, write it off against an Apple sale. My average purchase price on Apple is um, $10.22. So uh, that's just in one position, and I'll get to that later too. Um, that's just in one, I mean, account <clears throat> is $10.22. But again, do I think that, that DraftKings is going to get up? No. Does that mean I sell it tomorrow? Absolutely not. I look at the algorithm. DKNG. Let's see. Um, I believe, yep, I'm out of that. I should be out of that one, but the MACD is crossing up. So in my mind, I think this is a $13 stock. I'll wait probably for $12, but I'm going to put a stop loss in here of probably $11. If it breaks that $11 again, um, and I'll take a look at it this one, but if it breaks that $11 run, I'm going to take my, my money and just run. But this is a good one. I, again, I shouldn't have gotten into it. Should have gotten out when I had my 10% gain on that. Um, just like others. I mean, God. I'm just, again, remember, have a plan, stick to it. I'm a good example. I didn't do it. Devin, Oxy, um, others up 20%. Now I'm not. Uh, got killed on Ugh. PayPal's a good example too. I bought PayPal because um, Jim Cramer told me to buy PayPal. He said, it's a given. $190. It had dipped down from like 310 to 190. It's been beaten. And Jim, this is quoting Jim Cramer. It's been beaten up enough. You should buy it. Get into it. F you, Jim Cramer. Um, yeah. Down 60% on that one. Luckily, again, small position. A couple thousand dollars. Nothing huge. Wasn't going to buy it and then, you know, hope that it goes up. Just bought a little bit. My second portion didn't buy. Third portion didn't buy. Um, I'm looking for a bottom and looking for kind of to dollar cost average that one up because I believe PayPal's a good um, company. Um, uh, let's see. What's another one? Oh, Proterra. P-T-R-A. Great company. SPAC deal. Shitty. Um, I've lost 77% on this one. I bought this at 26. It's now at $5. I'll take that loss, write it off against an Apple um, sale. 
again, I'm starting to sell Apple because Apple is such a big portion of my portfolio. Um, and I've made a, a ton of money off. So I'm selling that one. Um, again, rebalancing my portfolio. I'm taking this time. I don't think that we've hit a bottom. Uh, my belief is we're in this trading range of 3,400 to 3,800. Um, in my mind, I think that's the trading range of the S&P. Uh, if for some reason we break 3,400, there's no support until 3,000. And the, the only reason 3,000 is a support is because it's the three handle. Um, and so, again, I'd have to do a little bit more research into that one. But, um, again, I think you might see one of these um, bear market bounces where you know, we're just getting killed. Again, if you look at all the indices, um, the 200 days are just negative. So there's no reason. A, a, you need a catalyst to turn it around. <clears throat> and right now you've got catalysts of uh, inflation out of control. Fred, uh, Fed raising interest rates, commodities uh, rising, prices rise. So you got nothing good on the horizon. Uh, COVID making a comeback. By the way, Cruz was uh, incredibly um, COVID free per se. I didn't get COVID. I tested when I came back. Didn't get it. <clears throat> so knock on wood, two years, I think it is now. COVID free here. Haven't had my second booster, but I did get my first booster. So I've had a total of three Moderna shots. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was um, taxes and how to um, uh, maximize your tax efficiency. And a lot of folks that I quote unquote um, mentor, and yes, I do mentor some uh, friends, kids on stock trading, but a lot of folks don't know about Roth. Well, if you're 16 to 24 and you don't make 100, I think it's $140,000 a year, absolutely put in $7,500 a year into a Roth. Whatever you can, it's up to, I think it's up to 7,500. And I may be saying that my, my thing is wrong. Again, this isn't financial advice. Research the Roth, put some money in a Roth, because when you trade in a Roth, any gains that you have over the next 40 years, if you're 16 and you retire at 56, you've got 40 years of gains where you don't pay capital gains on those gains. Um, well, you'd have to wait until you're 59 to actually take it out based on today's rule. But that's what, 23, uh, 43 years, 43 years of gains. Imagine what that is like on an average 10%. Say you take $1,000 when you're 16 and put it into a Roth IRA, okay? Compounding, just relatively speaking, you probably have, what, $50,000? the end of it, $60,000 from just $1,000. Um, it might even be more. Look online for a calculator if you want to know. But if you keep adding that $1,000, all of a sudden, you got half a million to a million bucks. Um, you know, when you're 59, all tax-free. Again, tax-free. Um, the theory of an IRA is that and this is the theory of a 401k as well. <clears throat> when you retire at the age of 65, 66, 70, whenever you retire, um, your income is lower. So the theory of an IRA or a 401k is that you take it out when your income is lower 
Therefore, that money that you're taking out, whether it's gains, whether it's principal, doesn't matter. You take that money out um, because you haven't paid taxes on it. Remember, an IRA is a write-off. A Roth IRA, the $1,000 that you're putting in, you're paying today's taxes. But because you don't make money, again, if you're 16 to 24, maybe you're not making that much money. And your tax rate is actually le- like significantly lower. I would suggest rather than putting your money into a 401k when you're uh, 19 to 20, 25, put your money into Roth. Um, you know, get the, get the match from your employer and then any additional money that you want um, to, to put into a rot- retirement account, don't put it in your 401k. Do not max that thing out. Get, it for, get the max for the match and then throw it into a Roth. Again, tax-free. And you should have a mix of these types of things. And again, you want to meet with your financial advisor. Um, but I've been able to, one of the questions I get is, how do you live um, you know, uh, so cheaply? Well, um, last year I made almost no money because I traded in my retirement account. I traded within the Roth. I traded within the IRA. Um, you're allowed to do that. You can absolutely trade stocks within those. And when you sell them, there's no tax events. The only time you have tax events in retirement account is when you take the money out. I'm not taking money out of my retirement account. Now, when I trade in my brokerage account, there's a tax event. That's why you hear me talking about rebalancing. I've been a longtime investor. Remember, when I was 16, I was putting $1,000 in. Now, that $1,000 wasn't in Apple when I was 16. Unfortunately, it probably should have been. Um, but it might have been Microsoft. I mean, it still hold a ton of Microsoft. Just didn't never added to it. Um, but again, you want to maximize your taxes. So a lot of it's guesswork. Nobody has a right answer. That's why you have to educate yourself. Do not listen to du- some dumb dummy on the internet like me. I'll give you advice, but it may not even apply to you. It's just like somebody telling you, hey, Buy UCO at 45 because last week it was 55. Well, that makes no sense. Price of gas might get cut down from some government subsidy. Biden's going to meet with the Saudis is what I heard. If he provides them uh, some defense, maybe they pump up the drilling for the next six months until the U.S. can actually catch up and and start drilling um, the U.S. company. So, again, don't listen to somebody on the Internet. But uh, do your research as far as uh, taxes go. Those are the things I wanted to talk about. I'm doing some scans tonight. I'll have a full show tomorrow morning um, with some some things. Um, Just know one of the things I'll be looking at is IBM. Um, It's a Dow stock that kind of has um, some opportunity. Um, And it would be for a week. And if you don't know, um, there is a, uh, one of my Twitter friends, um, weekly stock trader. I forget it. Twitter handle. Hold on. Let me log in. Look. Um, this is how uh, out of it I have been. Let's see. Messages. My weekly stock uh, is his Twitter handle. And he sells a, scri- a subscription service for um, weekly. He trades his stock weekly on options. Been killing it this year. Um, lately, been losing. But the, the money in the, the, the beginning of the year is uh, what he's been, you know, again, he doesn't trade huge amounts. He's not crazy. He knows we're in a bad market. 
So you you kind of adjust your position size. Um, IBM looks good. Uh, when I looked at it on the algorithm here, we had a sell on June 13th. And my belief is that the, uh, the RSI right now, by the way, is at 41. The MACD is starting to turn around on this one. Um, it hasn't, on the four-hour chart, it has not hit its 200-day. This one has been surprisingly good at holding up in this bad market. Um, just to give you an idea, and again, <clears throat> um, let's look at the 52-week range on uh, Active Trader Pro. Uh, IBM. Uh, 52-week low on November of last year at 114. 52-week high, it was just hit on the 6th of June, 144. Uh, it is at 135. Do I think this is a great buy now? No, I think it's a good buy. Again, if you're trading options, um, if you're an experienced options trader and you want to get in on this one, it's held up really well. There is a, um, let me bring back this volume to see some volume shelves here. Um, there is a significant volume shelf uh, right here at 132 for support. Uh, if you break that one, the next support level as far as volume and the 200-day goes down to 129. So uh, trading options, I think by the end of the week, if you buy like a, you know, again, I'm not experienced and I barely know options, but if you buy a call for what it's, it opens at at 135 to the end of the week, so you're in the money, um, I think you're good. You know, and if it expires at the end of the week, I think you're okay. But again, I don't know options. Don't listen to a dummy on the internet. Uh, so, um, but I'll have some scans. Tomorrow I'm going to do some scans um, with TrendSpider. And by the way, TrendSpider, thank you so much for everything that you guys do. These market scanners are awesome. Just awesome. You can scan on volume. I posted that one the other day. I'm a big believer in volume shelves because volume drives the price of the stock. Um, I'm a big believer in MACD. Uh, cross-ups, I can scan for that. Unbelievable, the scanning tools that you guys um, have come up with. So if you want to try a, a free seven-day trial of TrendSpider, link is pinned in my Twitter description. Um, I have the year-long. Um, I love it. Uh, again, I think it's a few hundred dollars. Um, I don't think it's anything super, super expensive, uh, but it provides you... Uh, I do pay for the middle level, I believe. Uh, and the reason I do that is because my algorithm is based on backtesting. So I need the backtesting for that. Um, but if you don't need backtesting and you just want to look at some charts and do some scans, have at it, Hoss. That's what I say. Um, so uh, I hope you didn't lose a lot of money last week. If you did, do not worry. Uh, I do think at this point, um, at 3,800 to 3,400, I think if we hit 3,400, uh, I think we're okay. As we get into these food shortages, as we see inflation start to a little calm down, I think we're okay. If we go below 3,400, you know, it's 3,000 on the S&P. You're going to be hurt. But do not sell uh, your good company. The only reason I'm selling Apple is to take gains. I think it's about time I take some gains on Apple. And again, my, my average price is $10.22 in one of my accounts. Got a ton of it. Uh, 
So thousands upon thousands of chairs. So if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. I'll do another one tomorrow. Take care.